Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Justin live from B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast sponsored by Nationwide Payment Systems, hosted by this guy, Steve Jobs of Merchant Services, Alan Kopelman. And we'll be providing you educational information about fintech, payment processing, small business, and the technology businesses are using in the world today. And in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about payment trends for December of 2022. Uh, we like to have a bit of a wrap up every month about yeah. the technology that's going on in and fintech, the in the in news, the news. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff hot that topics. we're using, right? Anything that's hot and uh, needs to be talked about. So Alan picks out a few things that bring up, you know, I, we talk about you know what we want to talk about and uh so we came up with a list and so let's hop into it what's going on with digital assets yeah digital assets is, what is a digital asset digital asset is any type of crypto tokens coins and digital assets could actually be you know nfts yes. and even gift cards yes. can be considered a digital asset because now with a lot of uh, gift cards being virtual, they are a digital asset. Indeed. So there's new legislation in the works through Congress. I believe I we talked about the bill before, putting out a bill, and to that these companies have to comply with audits. Yep. And that's a big problem because I actually spoke with um, an auditor from you know someone that's in the audit business. I was going to ask accounting you. business, there right? You know, CP, a firm that does audits yeah. for different companies. And they said they were getting a lot of phone calls from crypto companies. And it's all because of this bill, because they have a lot of them have not been really submitting a financial report to the FinCEN and the anti-money laundering. Well, the guy from Binance CZ, he just straight up refuses. Right. Well, he says that he has an asset report and that the asset report is accurate, blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, today, the Wall Street Journal reported that he moved money from Binance USA out of the country. And then there was also comments from Crypto.com and one other company. And they said they stand by their asset report you know asset audit right and um but you know they, i haven't heard much about in coinbase yeah coinbase well they got in a little tiff with everybody but you know maybe that they're maybe they're following the rules they gotta be because yeah. i mean they're not brought in, i haven't heard coinbase mention not once i mean i say one thing their stock has gone to shit. yeah so it's not good the no. stock price went way way down it was 300 bucks and today i don't know let me look on my phone and see what coinbase is at yeah coinbase i mean coinbase ship stock ship is one of the top three most watched coins in the world so the coinbase stock is at 34 dollars and 53 cents i believe it was over 300 dollars at one point i wouldn't doubt it yeah it was um, i mean just go get the year to date yeah more let's see the max it was over it was 307 it was no it was so it was at 340 was the high 
340 and, it's and down now it's down to 34.59 might be a good time to buy some coinbase stock it might be but a lot of stocks have gone down robin hood and it's all related to any kind of like fintech yeah. now robin hood paypal is down tesla stock is down tesla is getting very desperate i had thought about buying a tesla and i put a deposit i lost my deposit because i said i'm not buying a tesla well they only make you put 100 bucks down it's like 250. Oh, they increased it. Yeah, and I remember I decided I didn't want to buy the car because they had a bunch of recalls, right? And then one of, and then two of my friends had, I actually had three friends give me bad news about their Tesla. One told me that their electric bill went up two to three hundred bucks a month charging a Tesla. Mm -hmm. Another guy told me, another person told me their Tesla got hit and it was at the shop for almost six months to get fixed took forever another person told me they went through water or something and when they went through the water the battery got ruined and it's over twenty thousand bucks and the battery's not covered by insurance and i was like i called my insurance company and, and, and i decided samantha just said that her friend yeah grabbed our graphic graphic designer samantha yeah. she just said uh she her friend of hers that said that there was an update yeah and then now it there's an update that they can't, it, the car doesn't work. That's crazy. It's like, well, I can't open the doors or anything. And now, te then Tesla was given like a, they, they called me on the phone. They offered me like 35. They said, oh, you can get the dip, the lower car. You'll, we'll give you 3,500 off. And then today I saw they're offering 10 grand off both cars. No kidding. The no, 10%, 10%. No, the truck's not even out. And then Wells Fargo has been in the news. They got fined like mega bucks. Well, well, I'm talking about the Tesla X, not the truck. Yeah, no, the, I mean the, 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 oh, the Tesla X. Yeah, the, like the SUV. Is, which the one Y, did, the Y. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, everything's 10% off. Which one did you, were you going to Well, get? I was thinking about getting the Y. Then they were like, oh, well, you could get the S. And then you could go down and then da 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 And I was like, no, I don't want to get, not after what my friend told me. I was like, that's that's defeating the purpose that your electric bill went up two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, because you pretty much that's what you'd be spending on gas. I don't spend that much on I gas. Gonna, that's yeah. what I said. I said to my friend, I go, I don't drive as much as you do, but I said, you know, I fill my tank up once a week. Let's say it's forty, fifty bucks on a bad week. Yeah. Right. Um, with the price of gas being now like right around three bucks, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's been around four to five for the longest time. Right. And you know, then it was like 50 bucks a top off 50 bucks. Still, so, that's only $200 a month. Right. So yeah. And I wasn't even filling, you know, yeah. Two, my car, I have an SUV, but it gets pretty decent gas mileage. Yeah. I'm the same with you. So I was like, nope, I'll take the, I'll lose my 250 bye bye 250 and not get the Tesla because I'm not, I think that they need to, I think that, I don't think that, that you can have just an electric car. I think you need to have like a hybrid, you know, a mix, a mix, yeah. a mix car. I like, I like, I think that the hydrogen cars are very promising. Yeah. The hydrogen is promising, except it's, they don't really have, you know, they would have to put out places to put, I, you know, so you can fill it up with hydrogen, water, right? Yeah, but it's not just water. It's got to be like under high pressure. No, I get it. But I mean, 
there's this one company that is really ahead of it. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, well, we could do a whole pot. I mean, listen, you want to talk about I've seen videos of cars in Israel running on water. There was a guy in the U.S. that had a car running on water. Rest in peace to him. Yeah, that guy got who knows who whacked him, but and the car disappeared off the face of the earth. There, so. He was one of the people that got killed in that Topps grocery store thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Whole conspiracy behind that, and I'm not going to get involved because I want to see myself grow old. <laughs> no, but, you know, I just think that there has to be better technology than the technology that they have now. Because the minerals to make the batteries that we're using right. now, there's not enough of that available yeah. to replace. And I did the math on this, right? So I looked up how many cars and light trucks. So that means any car you can drive, light truck means, you know, like a pickup truck, SUVs, and any light truck you can drive with a regular driver's license, right? There's like 700 million cars in the United States. That are registered. Right. 700 million. That's including in government vehicles. No, I'm saying I'd work. add another 300 on that. Okay, whatever. So, okay. So let's just say there's, yeah, because, you know, like let's say someone lives on a farm, they could have a truck not registered just driving around on the farm. Do you know how many people have that up north? Huh? In Wisconsin? That have like a farm? Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's like a, 10 cars on the farm. Right. Yeah, and none of them are registered. Right. Oh, you need to drive. Oh, you gotta go to town. Hop in the yellow car. It's got gas. There's no plates on that car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. I understand what you're saying. So, so then I looked up. It's an interesting number. How many cars do they make in the United? Electric sold? cars. No, just cars. Period. Electric, okay. gas, everything sold in the U.S. on a yearly basis. Pick a number. 1.2 million. No, the, the best year was 10 million. Okay. The average is around seven, eight million. A year, oh, seven million cars a year. Okay. Sold. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I did makes... the math and I was like, well, if there's seven, it would take like 40, it would take, take like 30 years to, re, that would take 30 years to replace all the cars. And Biden is talking about 2030. 2030. Yeah, no, this no. is only like seven years. Away. I wish, and I'm all for you know transitioning to a more eco ecological, yeah, and uh, earth friendly transportation. But that is you're out of your mind, bro. And then you can't get rid <laughs> it's of never going to happen. Like, and then you can't get rid of gas because think about it. What are you going to run like these tanker ships? And like the Navy and like the jets that fly in the air, you know, like the airlines, like how are you getting rid of the gas for that? No, you're not. Right. And how are you going to get rid of gas? That I think you're talking about more so for cars. I know, but I'm just saying like, you, you're not going to get rid of everything. So it's the it's, petroleum thing, you know, we're, it's an uphill battle for sure. I think that there's got to be some, I think instead of, this is just me you know i'm not who am i right but wouldn't it make more sense to invest in the infrastructure for like public transportation so then there would be less cars on the road as to oppose of spending all this money on electric cars that for in my the way my mind works yeah it's like there's so many natural disasters that are happening yeah and the water is rising and you know like you ever see the the meme of the of the of the 
Tesla chargers that is literally submerged in water. Yeah. Like, then what? Well, that's not a meme. That actually happened. I know. It was real life. Yeah, that yeah. actually happened. Yeah. Right. No, it was actually, it was a picture for down here as a self. Yeah. It was in Florida. But still, so doesn't it make more sense to, like, make, like, our train system better and our public transportation? Well, I said that when I was a kid. I was like, when I was growing up down here in South Florida, right? So I was like, I don't understand. Like, why didn't they just build a train that went right down the middle of I-95? Like right? in Chicago. Like, yeah, just goes right down the highway, right down I-95, go all the way down to whatever, the Keys, mm -hmm. right? Let and it go all around. the way back and let it go to, let it go back and forth, you know, to Orlando or whatever. And they could have trains side by side, some up on the top, whatever they needed to do, right? And just have it go right along the highway, right? Then people can get off and then they can get on other public transportation that's what i'm talking about like i've been to cities where you have really good public chicago, transportation new york chicago is okay i wouldn't say it's great chicago but to come from this but to come from the burbs, here no no but if you're coming from the burbs and then you're going into the city that's a they have that like kind of transportation down pat you know what i'm saying well that's what their train system is more geared towards is i mean chicago is the it's not as good as New York. Let's New right. York's public transportation is yes. New York has very good public transportation, like San Francisco, right? You can get around. You don't need a car in San Francisco. You can just take a cab. Trolley. You can get on the trolley. They got the bikes. They got these like tram things yep. too. So you can get around like no problem. Like in a city like San. That's Francisco. what I'm. I mean, I just think we'd be better off focusing our. Money right, but I'm just that. saying like most. The problem is, is a lot of cities are not built like. No, and that's the problem is that you know you gotta start you gotta figure out like okay well if you want to transition to that you gotta it's a whole it's a whole process. But, you know, but honestly, years. like this is the last thing I have to say. The people that are in these rural areas, they yeah. don't even have five G internet. Yeah, I know. They they're still on dial up, and you want them to transition to an electric car, right? Come on, man. Yeah, you can't do that. How are the? You're not going to have like a farmer farming the, you know, whatever, running one of his those tractor. His his tractor. The tractor is going to run on electricity. Uh, Come on, that's be a hard press. You're going to be hard pressed for that. I mean, so let's. So there's this. So the one thing is, is this big anti-money laundering audit thing, and this, 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 this process not just covers crypto companies, but covers a lot of fintech companies. And there's not that many companies that do these kind of audits. And that could put some of these companies well, out the, of business. The, the place that you were saying, and they, you said to me that they're not touching them, right? Yeah, they said they said they entered, they said they had about a dozen crypto companies contact them and they told them no. They said they don't want to be involved in it because you know they could be held liable. <laughs> you blame them? Nope. I wouldn't so, want nothing this like no, nope. that's like jumping on a live grenade. I'm just saying, like other fintech companies too are going to get going to get pushed into. This. Oh yeah, you know the Klarna's and the firms and all those companies. What about they, us? No, we're well. We we process payments, but that's all completely regulated by the bank. So there's no that's all SOC two compliant. Right. So it's completely audited all the time. Well, I know. I was just no, no, but I'm just saying, like credit card processing. Because we have a partnership with the crypto 
processing. Right. But we don't, you know, nobody's processed crypto in, in, in over a, almost a year now through our I system. can't believe that it's been that long. Yeah. It's been, it's been a pretty long time. Crypto took a dump and then everybody stopped spending their crypto. When did that start? Um, I don't know. I mean, I was reading an article. It was, was last winter. Right. So I was telling you the article, right, where they were talking about this nightclub in Miami that they processed, you know, over you know more than a year ago. They had processed six million dollars in crypto. Wow. And they were talking about all these clubs in Miami. A couple of them were clients of ours and how they were processing hundreds of thousands of dollars of crypto and all these like nerds were showing up. You know, people they never heard of before spending untold sums of money. Right. Because prior they bought Bitcoin at 10 and it's worth 80 grand. All right, let's go cash out one Bitcoin and party down. Right. Um, we had a yacht guy. They were renting yachts, people paying them with crypto, going to the club with crypto and all that. Now it's dried up completely. I still think that it has a place. I just think that it needs to be regulated. We can't have this FTX thing that's got billions of dollars has gone missing. I mean, we have multi lawsuits going on with um, influencers. You know, even Shaq was included in a lawsuit. He's like, oh, they they called me and the FTX paid me to be in a commercial. He goes, I was, I was just the actor in a commercial, right? Right. He goes, I wasn't an influencer, right? Because he goes, I got paid. He goes, I didn't invest money. You know, he, he got paid. Shaq smart. Yeah, Shaq is pretty smart. There's a special on HBO for I'm watch special. I watched it. It's very, very good. It good, talks about him as a young kid. Yeah, I watched the and first two of them. I didn't finish it yet. Him as a young kid, and then it goes throughout his career. The end was pretty brutal, you know, what he went through at the, at the end of his career. But he got, he got, he got very, he got beat up by the, you know, the end players beat the, beat Shaq. Uh, oh man. man, they were yeah, yeah they were unstoppable. Yeah, he was un unstoppable. I remember there was a there's a scene and it's probably in the second video they're interviewing like a coach, I think Byron Scott. Byron Scott. And he was a coach. He, he was played a with buck Shaq. Killer. He played with Shaq. Yeah, and then he magic. was a coach. Right. And then yeah, I think he played on the Lakers too. Byron Scott played on the Magic on the Lakers? I think so. Maybe one year. He could have. And then um and then he said they were interviewing him and he, when he was the coach of some other team. He's like, well, how do you stop Shaq? He goes, you can't stop Shaq. You foul him. He goes, yeah, he goes, you can't stop him. Yeah, that people fouled him and Shaq could not make a three throw to save his life. Oh, uh, yeah. If he would have made free throws, I think his career would have lasted a little longer. Because he was the guy Giannis? Beat up. Giannis, does he make free throws? Yeah, these guys got to make the free throws. You see, he didn't see, so you didn't see what. He, so he he missed like, he was like, one for eleven. Or wow, two. that's crazy. No, it was terrible, right? So he, they lost a the game, and they would have won if he would have made all his free throws. Free throws. And so at the end of the game, he, after he went to the locker room, he came out, back out to the to the floor, and he wanted to shoot some free throws. The maintenance guy for the Phillies put a like a twelve foot ladder in front of the hoop, so he couldn't shoot the free throws. So he goes up to the ladder, he knocks the ladder over. Now the guy from the Sixers they start getting into it, and all Giannis wanted to do was get off his free throws. Uh -oh. 
But yeah, man, shout out to Shaq. He's a great uh, influence. We like having uh, him in Miami. We, he came he's a great brought, guy. He came and brought us a championship. So go Shaq. Shout out to Shaq. Shaq and Dwayne. Shaq Gray. Diesel. Shaq Diesel. Yep. And then the banks have been in the news lately because Wells Fargo got smacked with another fine. That was a something. big one. Yeah, huge fine for millions. Because they were doing shady stuff shady. to people with who loans. didn't have money. Right. That were buying cars, houses, and refinance and loans. Yep. And yep. so all they were time. giving all the poor people really crappy rates. And they were making a ton of money. And yeah, now they got to give it all back. But I think they also did not disclose, like, because they were weird loans with, like, a floating rate. Yes. You know? It was bad. Like, it was an entry rate, right? And then the rate went up. And then, you know, I guess the government found that. Hey, they're cracking down on all these companies on the truth and lending, you know. And now, oh, yeah, no, I was reading that article you sent me about. So, that. so now, first, now, now, you know, so the bank, the on the other side of the banks, you know, because they issue credit cards also. So all the banks now are on the buy now, pay later bandwagon. Everybody's got it. Even Apple, who what, who was going to do it and then decided not to do it, now they're doing it because now they all changed how it works. So now. I got every single one of my credit cards. I got a note from all of them. Oh, if you have a transaction over a hundred dollars, that's to be more than a hundred dollars. There's a small monthly fee. I don't know what it was because I didn't click one to see. I should probably check. And a small monthly fee, no interest, only the monthly fee. Yeah. And then you could break as many transactions. Like as mine you is want. three bucks. The monthly fee is three bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, I don't know if I would. What's wag. the interest on a hundred dollars on your credit card, though? Well, I pay mine off at the end of the month, but interest on a credit card is going to be anywhere from 15, 17. 15 to twenty percent right now. I mean, I think most. I mean, of you've my, got good credit if you get, you know, fifteen. I just pay mine off, so I don't carry a balance. But most of good them for are, you, man. <laughs> most of them are at like fifteen on the yeah. low side. 17 is probably the average. And some average. people probably have up to 24. 20. Yeah, over 20. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, there's a, I had, I just shut a card down. And it was, it was like 25.8 or something. Yeah, that's just nuts. Like my son had a card and he had two cards and one of them came and they sent a notice in the mail. I was like, don't use that one anymore. Call them up, close the card. Yeah. I said, that's no good because if you don't pay one month, all of a sudden you get whack with a huge interest thing. So now the so the banks are fighting back on this buy now pay later. Apple's jumping back into it. I mean, Apple. I was reading this whole article. Apple is quietly like creating like their own bank, you know, sort of. And then also we talked about that a while ago. Yeah, and I'm all, surprised they haven't and, opened. And there's bank. a and there's a bunch of lawsuits also going up against Apple, where the credit unions and some of the small banks are all fighting with Apple over. And there's going to be there's like two, one bank involved now from Iowa, and then there's, uh, they're hoping that more banks will join the lawsuit because they're saying Apple is charging too much money if you want to allow your card to be inside the Apple Pay wallet. And then the lawsuit alleges that Apple should open up the App Store so that people can load other wallets in there that don't charge money. Like Google doesn't charge the bank's money. Samsung doesn't charge the bank's money. So you can't. I couldn't put a different wallet on? Yeah, you can't put a different wallet on an iPhone. Oh, that's terrible. 
Yeah, so there's a whole law. So there's there's a couple of lawsuits involving that. Then there was a whole other article about how Walmart and some other players are all partnering with this green dot company and like sort of secretly trying to become a bank. Interesting. And Walmart tried to become a bank before, but it never really passed like the regulation because. Yeah, because I remember and that was around the time when because they wanted their employees to be like. Like it was better for them to get paid or something, right? Yeah, they wanted to have their own bank so they could pay their employees through their bank. There was a bunch of other There'd stuff. Be benefits that they could give them that they right. could give them but, now, but but, that, which is all bull crap. And then the other thing that's crazy in the news is passwords. Okay, this whole password thing. Passwords has, I don't know who I'm talking to. I saw there's an organization, one of my friends is involved with Fido, which is about passwordless, you know, to go passwordless. This whole password thing's got to stop. Hello, everyone. We'd like to take this time to thank our sponsors, Nationwide Payment Systems and NPS Printer. We'd also like to shout out the listeners and everyone that subscribed to our YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to reach Alan or myself, head over to b2bvault.info where you'll find two forms, one to contact us and another if you're interested in becoming a sponsor. If you'd like to sign up for our merchant account, Click the Apply Now button located at the top of the page of b2bvault.info where you'll answer a few questions and you'll be on your way to processing payments in no time. The podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, and other popular streaming networks. Thanks again for listening. Because too many passwords, I get emails from, I see emails out there. Oh, last pass, somebody tried to hack it a bunch of times. Every other, day. other password companies, people are trying to hack them. Google, your passwords aren't safe there. They're not safe in the edge. They're not safe here. They're not safe there. I get emails. Oh, your your information's on the dark web, blah, 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 blah. I mean, enough is enough. There's got to be like a better solution out there for this whole password thing. Your face, your fingerprint, something. They got to come two factor authentication is a pain in the ass, but you know, it's also one of those things that it it makes it easier. It it's it makes it easier, but there's a step to it. Like I had to verify with Microsoft, my Microsoft account for whatever reason, I couldn't get into it. So I'm trying to get on this new computer. You have to log into your Microsoft. You should have heard this guy screaming. I was flipping out because the Microsoft people wouldn't help me. So finally, I got a guy on the phone. He's like, oh, I can help you with this one part. Then you'll be able to do it. So what was it? It's like, oh, we had to verify your identity. So what did they do? They looked at my account. They go, oh, what? they saw my email. They sent me an email. I gave them the code. Then they sent me a text message. I gave them the code. Then they say, oh, go to this website. Put the code, that second code in. Boom. And Ten minutes later, I was, got a password reset. But it took like two days to figure out how to do it. But I'm just confused. Like, so which it was for your work email no, address? No, because the thing is, is that you can't use your so, work so email. You're address. not supposed to be able to use your work email and then set up a person to use that same email address for your personal Microsoft account. Now, it used to be allowed, but at some point they stopped allowing you to use the address in both places. So I'm grandfathered in, 
So I said, I just want to get in there so I can go in there and download all the stuff that's on there, out of there, and not have to deal with it anymore. But I still haven't figured out how to do that. I'll figure it out. I'm sure you will. So one of those one of one of those things where I don't I don't understand where all the stuff is stored, so I'll figure it all out. But there's pictures in there. I get messages from Microsoft. Oh, you want to see your pictures from this day? I'm like, I don't even know how they have my pictures from my phone. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I haven't figured it out, but I will figure it out. I have faith in you, sir. I mean, I have the, all the pictures. They're all saved on my iCloud. So I'm at, I'm fine. You know, they're all in yeah. the iCloud. They're all in the iCloud. The clouds. The cloud of I. And they talk about with cannabis. So oh, we skipped one. Oh. Chargebacks. So chargebacks, it's in the news. It's in the news. They're talking about all this friendly fraud. And What's now, a chargeback? So a chargeback is when. So I'll give you an example. Sorry, Justin. Justin goes buy something on a website, or he goes into a store, and he uses his credit card, and then gets his bill. Maybe you know Justin's a game player. And he was trying to get some of his money back. And he goes, oh, I don't recognize this transaction. I didn't get this merchandise. I didn't get that. I, 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 oh, I didn't go, you know, I ate in that restaurant, but I didn't get the food, whatever it is, right? So I believe that, first of all, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, if it's an EMV chip transaction, they should just look at that and go, sorry, Justin. You put your pin in. You put in. your chip in the machine. You chipped it. You're done. Goodbye. But they're not doing that. They're sending notices out to the merchant. Then the merchant has to go fight these chargebacks. And it's 100% clear that the person was in the business. They used the card. They signed the receipt. They got, in some cases, they have people on camera because all everybody has cameras. Mm -hmm. Right? And the merchants, majority of the time, win these chargebacks. The ones on the internet, the same thing. Justin says, oh, I ordered this microphone. It didn't come to my house. Well, it's not that hard. The The retailer has the records from UPS or FedEx. It shows it was dropped off at Justin's house. Shows you the Sorry. time, man. Huh? Shows you the time. And they even have pictures. Well, some, the Amazon, wait, UPS makes you take a picture, right? Is it UPS? No, no. The, the Amazon, takes, Amazon pictures. takes pictures. They take pictures all the time, but. I've seen UPS and FedEx. If they drop something off outside a house, I'll get a picture. Oh, that's right. They did start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get a picture of the package. I got a picture of a package one day that they left it outside the office here on a Saturday. I was like, man, are you kidding me? I had to drive over here. It was raining. That's terrible. Yeah. And they just left the pa a box outside. Everything was ruined. Really? Yeah. I had a call up and I was like, hey, you know, everything was ruined. It's all wet, blah, blah, blah. And went over to actually just went. I went into the UPS store. They helped me. Really? Yeah, I was upset. It was something expensive. I don't know why they left it outside the door in the pouring rain on a Saturday. On a Saturday. At a business. At a business. That's just dumb. Yeah, and I get a notice. I would have fired the hell out of that driver. Sorry. Well, whatever. I, You're fired, you dummy. They helped me call up on the phone and get the situation resolved. But good for you. But the you know the thing is is that. They can prove like it's delivered and all that, you know, you know, merchants can use different things like 3D secure, but I've had merchants tell me, they're like, oh, we have people, somebody called me the other day and I was like, 
look, I says, I can help you, but you're going to have to like, show me, like, I'm going to have to go look at your, your, the, what's going on, like the technical stuff going on. Like, how are these transactions approved in the gateway? Are they tokenized? Did you capture the token? Did the, you know, did you get full address verification? Did you capture the CDV2 codes? And then when the, it was a ticket, something involving tickets. And then when the people come to bring the tickets in, what are you guys doing to show that they use the ticket? Now, obviously, if you have someone bought a ticket and they don't like you go to a concert, right? Let's say you bought tickets to see. Uh, what did I just go to see? I went to see uh, Jason Bonham, Led Zeppelin experience. It was very good. Excellent. <laughs> and uh, let's say you bought a ticket to the concert, then you don't go to the concert. You can't mm -hmm. get your money back. Well, no. Right. So it's in the terms and conditions, but you got to make sure, like, how were they presented to the customer? Did they have to check a box? And so on and so forth. So I told them, I says, you want my help? You have to show me a lot more than just telling me some stuff on the telephone. Right. And then and then they started asking about some verified by Visa and C and 3D secure. And I started laughing. The guy's like, why are you laughing? Go, First of all, verified by Visa has nobody's nobody's yet. that that's like when that hasn't been used in a while. <laughs> and the 3D secure. 3D Secure can help you, but that's only going to help you with a handful of banks, right? The 3D Secure, basically what that is, you put it on your website, and the 3D Secure confirms, like, oh, Justin made a purchase, and then the bank sees, like, Justin used his cell phone, right? Mm -hmm. And they know that that's a registered device, because I'm sure people see that all the time. Oh, do you want to register this device? Do you want to register this device? Right. Mm -hmm. When you're doing a transaction every time, like you log in, save your information when you log, later when you log into your bank. Right. When you log into your credit card it says, oh, is this a, a register this device? Right. So they know, oh, that's a good device. Right. And they know that's Justin. So 3D Secure puts a little token on it. Right. But you got to look at it like, oh, what banks are you getting credit cards from? How many out of all the cards you took? What percentage are you capturing 3D Secure? So you got to look at that, and if it's a, if the obviously if those transactions have 3D secure on them, they shouldn't be getting a charge back. Number one, number two is if you're not getting enough of them, you know, and you're doing high volume, there's other gateways and other fraud tools that you can put onto your gateway so that you can prevent that from happening. Plus, you know, what are you doing at the ticketing like to show? Did those people redeem the tickets? I asked the guy. The guy said, I don't know. I said, I mean, you don't know. you got to have a system that basically where you're showing that those tickets were redeemed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to, you know, we can help with stuff. You know, we can help figure out that we're working on another one now where somebody's having a technical problem with recurring transactions. Right. So we looked at it. Now we're testing some different ways to see how it is and we're also checking to see if the tokens are being passed correctly right because you have to everything when you're doing recurring that in the first transaction that to capture the token then the token is used after that but we got to see and also the other thing you always got to check on is things like or you know you need to block out gift cards mm. and stuff and and other prepaid cards um, on your platform when you're doing that, because otherwise you're just going to 
run the first transaction, then the second transaction is going to fail because it's prepaid and the person probably already spent the money. So those are, but you have to go through a lot of steps to figure out what's going on. You know, how yeah. is somebody exploiting your platform? And then the other thing that's been in the news, cannabis is in the news. Big, big thumbs down to Congress and Mitch McConnell. Again, kicking the can down the road. One more time on the Safe Banking Act. Nobody wants to man up. That's why they need term limits. So that younger people, more younger people can get into the Congress and, and, and get some of these laws passed. Yeah, I, mean, I totally agree, man. Put the put the power into the youth, man. Let them not, let this, them. not the you know, we don't want an eighteen year old. Well, in no, Congress. I'm saying the youth in I mean younger. Right. And yeah. I think they need to clean up election laws so that people that are business people would be more apt to run for run for office and not get drugged, you know, like today, every time someone runs for office, they're just, you know, going and looking for any skeleton that person might have in their closet and go drag it out, whether it's, you know, it could be from three generations, from five generations ago when that guy wasn't even alive. Oh, this guy's family, you know, owned slaves or this guy's family ripped people off 50 years ago, right? I'm saying who that person's not to blame for that. What? I don't know. It's. I'm just saying. They just. It's I'm not dirty. touching it. Okay. It's. It's dirty. It's just dirty. Or they don't like what business the person is in. Oh, this person's invested in the stock market, and we don't like that. What stocks they're invested in? I mean, they know everything. There's like a website you can go look up. Uh, what stocks does Nancy Pelosi own? I don't care. I just don't think that she should be. They should be buying stocks on inside information that they get. I don't think if you're a politician, I don't think you should be able to, to buy stocks. Exactly. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. The other thing in the news about cannabis is visas having a big crackdown on the cashless ATMs, or you want to call them script ATMs or whatever, point of banking ATMs, these machines. And How are they, are they like, so, so do these networks have like a like a security protocol? That yeah. They... So basically, like, when you they're checking the logs on these machines to make sure that they're a real. That's what I was getting. At. They're checking the law. What what's going on now is Visa is putting pressure on the banks mm -hmm. that fund those ATMs and saying, "Hey, Justin, Bank of Justin, <clears throat> Bank of Allen, you need to go check your ATM portfolio." and look for these machines right so they're looking for machines where maybe the address is not where you know what is at that address does it say that it's a candy store and it's doing a hundred thousand dollars a week in transactions mm. inside of a laundromat that's in the same shopping center as the cannabis dispensary but really the machines in the cannabis dispensary so they're going down and, and, and investigating that and then also like an atm Anytime the machine is like loaded with money. So now some of the more sophisticated uh, cashless ATM guys simulate loads on the machines, right? Simulating a load, but they're catching that and then they're shutting down tons and tons of machines. And if you get caught, there's a $50,000 per device uh, fine. Some people, Shit. I heard about one guy that fine. One place that got fined three hundred fifty thousand dollars. 
No bueno. So there's legal ways to do it. You can go to a company like ours. We can deploy ATMs to your location, and then we can get, you know, and then we load it with our cash, right? Or we get a local ATM company that we work with, and we get them to load the cash. But we can't load cash from the dispensary. So, but we're working on other solutions to see if there's a very cool solution. Yeah, other solutions to see if we can help dispensaries in 2023. Here's a weird one that we got asked for the other day, a retail store. Now, like I have a donut place and they've started asking for tips at the counter. So you go get your donut at the counter and your coffee, and then they have an option for you to leave a tip. Mm -hmm. Okay. But now I had some guy with like, like a cigar store. And they're like, Oh, we want to have a tip option. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't know how I feel about like everywhere you go. I'm not I mean, giving I, you a tip for giving me a cigar. No, but I'm saying like I go, I'm saying like I've gone into like, like a sandwich shop, right? And you're getting a sandwich and then they have a tip jar on the counter or now they have a tip on the, a tip for the food. So I worked at Jimmy John's when yeah. I was a younger man. Yeah. They have a tip thing. No, no, not a, not a community thing. Oh, they don't give it to the employees. There's no jar at the. Community. No, no, it's on the re, on the register on the credit yes. card thing. Yeah, but that doesn't. No, you're not getting that. The employees don't get the money, man. That, that's messed up. That's the thing that I was telling the guy at the store. I go, you're not giving that money to your employees. I got, I got, I got, I got a three letter. I got a three initials. That might have something to say about that. And the guy goes, well, who's got something to say about it? I go, your boys over at the IRS have a strict rule about tips. Okay. I tell merchants all the time, like, if you're going to take, if you're going to get, if, you have, if you're getting tips and you're doing stuff with the tips that you're not supposed to do, uh, you're going to get caught eventually because one of two things is going to happen. One, the IRS is going to come ask what you do with tip money, and then you're not going to have an answer. What is his answer now? What does he do with it now? He pockets it, right? Yeah, he pockets the money. <laughs> uh, the other place told me they take the money and they divide it up at the end of the week. They count how much they got in tips. One place, like a donut place, they count up the money of the tips at the end of the week. They divide it by how many hours were worked, and then they give it to all the employees, not the manager, just the hourly staff. Okay. So they divide it up, and then everybody gets, gets a little money. piece. Gets a little piece based on how many hours you worked. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Right. So they get all the money. Minus the whatever. whatever the guy yeah. takes the credit card, takes a little money for the credit card fee off, but it's not much. And then he divides it. I could, I could do, I could live with that. But like, I get what you're saying too. Like, you go to like, you know, the a regular place and you get a soda and a and a and a sandwich and just asking if I want to leave a tip. Yeah. Like, no, bro. Yeah, you can press zero. I know, but it's even you asking me. But that. sometimes you feel bad and you go, okay, ten percent. That's exactly what I do almost every time. And then it's like, whatever, eight bucks, you left the 80 cent tip. Yeah, but still, it's But where stupid. does the money go? So the IRS 
will tell you they want to know where the money went and they want to see who got it and you better have records for it so if you don't have i just don't i just see tip i wouldn't jars. be doing that i just see tips everywhere now where you just normally didn't see no tips but i agree that's kind of it's super annoying i don't know I don't and it's know. and it's it's like invasive. Can like, you imagine if like, you went into a clothing store, right? You're getting clothing, and then they go, oh, "Do you want to leave a tip for your sales?" <laughs> Isn't that guy on commission? I don't know. I'm just saying, like not like where my son works. Works in a clothing store. They don't get commission. No, no. They just get hourly. That sucks. Yeah, there's no commission. I feel sorry for you. He these worked people. in another clothing for store. Younger. They got commission, but it wasn't very, it didn't amount to much. No. No, it was pretty minor, the commission. But I think the whole tipping thing is out of control. I mean, everywhere I you go, there's tips, 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 and tips. Now, here's the other thing that's been in the news for a while, it's been talked about for a couple of years, is this real time payments. And they keep talking about real-time payments, real-time payments, real-time payments. Oh, we're going to have all this stuff, real-time payments. One, I'll tell you, so they have this thing called FedNow. That's money moving in, in and out of bank accounts, right? So I don't know how that's going to work in a retail store going, oh, I want to pay with cash on the real-time payment thing, right? They don't, the, the rail for that just doesn't exist. Now, on a big level, let's say Justin, I'm buying concrete from Justin, mm -hmm. right? My bank could probably set up real-time payments where I could send Justin that money, right? Not a wire, but send real-time payments. So that you're not waiting for it. Well, you're not paying like a wire fee. Yeah, but you wait for the wire too sometimes. Take yeah, sometimes a days, wire. Three to five, depending well, on the bank. Yeah, so most banks, it's the same day. Or one day, one to two business days. Yeah, you get the wire, but uh, you know, real time payments. I just don't know how that's going to work. The other thing that yeah, I mean, for large transactions, can you imagine a disaster? Well, if you make a mistake, you're kind of you're screwed. That's what I'm saying. Just like Zelle, if you send money to Zelle and you punch in the wrong phone number, you can send oh, yeah, five hundred bucks to the wrong person. You got to verify the phone number. Make sure that's the person's phone number. Don't make any mistakes. You know. Don't be young jock. Because otherwise, the money's gone. There's, there's this. No, there's, there's this no entertainer. The, there's no getting the money back. There was this entertainer that recently he used to rap. Yeah. By the name of Young Jock, and uh, he was on social media begging for his uh, money back. Yeah. Uh oh, that's not good. Like, dude. Forget about it. So the other thing that's out there, and I know we mentioned it on another podcast, is this like pay by bank thing where you can scan a QR code, then it takes you to a page, you choose your bank, you, you basically log into your bank. because It's been around it. for a while, but it's getting better, I think, right? Right. Well, no. So you log into your bank, and then you can send the money to the merchant. But the way it's going to work is instead of like, like Zelle or all the other services where the person on the receiving end gets gets the money one by one by one this you, the merchant gets it in a batch nice so we're working with a company that's doing that we're in talks with them to put it onto this other alternative pl payment platform that we're working with and you know it's kind of launched now but it's a long process to get people approved but right now we can offer people like alipay wechat different wallets from asian countries nice and then you could, you know, so if you wanted to, let's say you have a lot of 
customers coming from Japan, China, Korea, blah, blah, blah. We could help you. We can get you set up with this alternative payment method. Right now, we don't have it where it can work on a website, and we're working on getting it to where it's in the credit card machine. So it's going to be in the smart terminals. That we Coming have. soon, buddy. Coming soon. Customer will be able to choose the wallet, and then it would open up all the wallets that are available on that uh, for that merchant. They would hit the button, and boom, make a payment. Nice. So well, that's the podcast. Payment I hope everybody trends. had a, ho- a nice holiday weekend. Yep. Everybody enjoyed their uh, Christmas. Christmas. Hope everyone woke up to. Well, no, Christmas is this weekend. Oh, well, when this airs, Christmas will be. Yes, passed. when this airs, <laughs> sir, Christmas will have passed. That's right. I tried so, to give you the alley oop, man, I know. but you, you, I, you, I, I went over my head. You bricked that one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, my daughter is in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. She's going to have a white Christmas. There's a blizzard there right now. Yeah. It's a whiteout. It's it's a mess. Uh-huh. Wisconsin uh, is getting pounded. She, everywhere. Just, she I, just got new like tires on her car. She got a new snowblower for the driveway. She got to be prepared, man. Yeah. My, my uh, brother uh, and brother Pas- Pascal, brother pa- Pac, man, peace, man. Stay safe out in Kentucky. Uh, I've seen that they're expecting some really weird uh, temperature drops. Yeah, my out friend there. was in. My friend lives in Texas, but his son goes to school in Kansas. Mm-hmm. So they have a place there that him and his wife drove up to the Kansas to see the son, and they have like a house there for when they go there. Right. It's a little project. My friend likes little projects. So he told me this morning that it was negative forty degrees already yeah. this morning. That's what I'm saying. I was like, wow. Yeah, I was talking it's to him going- last night, and he said uh, it went from, like, 20 degrees to negative 2 in five minutes. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's like- li- I said, man, you ever seen that movie, uh, The Day After Tomorrow? Oh, yeah, that's a crazy movie. I was like, it sounds like the, the hurricane, like the tornado that, that was four threes. Yeah, yeah and that- he was like, bro, that's exactly what it felt like. I, he was like, man, we was outside, and then all of a sudden it just got freezing. Man, that's, that, I don't miss any of that. Man. No, come I, on down to South. Well, you guys stay out. Every Pac, you're invited to come down. But everyone else, you guys stay here. Happy ass. Rebecca will be here next month. Wait, so. come on down. Rebecca's coming next month to get a little taste of the Sunshine State. She's coming to a wedding. Spend some time. January? with January. Yeah, January. January is a great time to come down here. And uh, if maybe, you don't, I mean. If you don't live here, like for me, I'm getting a little chilly. Maybe we'll convince Rebecca to come on the podcast. That'd be cool. Interview her about the weather and technology. It is a technology podcast. We can do weather, how weather affects business. Yeah, how weather affects business. Yeah, we could talk about that. Because there's a lot of weather that affects our business down here. That's a fact. Yeah, and weather affect like right now, planes are probably getting canceled. Oh, they said right. Uh, 5,000 flights were canceled last yeah, night. So. so I'm on my way to work to the office. Well, I hope everybody yeah. enjoyed their holiday. And we're looking forward to 2023 with new <laughs> things coming for the podcast. So watch out for all the exciting things coming. And we'll talk to everybody soon. Peace out. Peace.